What's poppin' everyone? Welcome to Popcorn Culture. I am your host, Ben Carlin, and this is my brother, Jay, who will, you know, be in every episode. Well, what's poppin', brother? Also, co-hosts. We are co-hosts. I think you're a co-host. <laughs> we are, I think we're both co-hosts, and that, or we're either both hosts or we're both co-hosts. I don't think that's the kind of logic that I, I don't agree at all. No? No, 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 no. I, I think that I am host regular, prime, host prime, and you are co-host. I have strong opinions about that, as is the nature <laughs> of this show. Uh, and we're gonna, I, I have ideas for how to get around this, but I want to, I will save them for a future episode. Okay. But once we're rolling, but just know that I'm coming for you. Oh no. Co-host. Oh no. <laughs> Host. Host. Okay, yeah. right, don't worry, guys. I'll get business cards made. And once they're printed, there's no going back. <laughs> there's no reprinting something. No, <laughs> you, can't, you can't get more business cards. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because whoever gives out all of their business cards. I know people who would go through, like, entire boxes of them in, like, a month when I was in a job where I had, like, regular business cards and had lots of meetings with other business people and had to hand them out. I think I never gave out more than half of the first box they gave me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. No, there's there's something so weird about business cards. Is be, They're like, there's such a qualifying factor. It's sort of like, oh, do you have a card? It's like, yeah, hang on a second. And it's like, this is how legit I am. I went as far as to create business cards. Right. That is how you know that I am legit. This is my certificate that proves it. It's small and disposable and you'll never use it because you can just look me up online. Do you know how I could tell that you've never had to work for anybody else? Is because you're phrasing that statement as you printed the business cards. Whereas everyone who just works for a company had nothing to do with it. They nothing. were just handed a box. Wait, you're telling me yeah. that it is not the responsibility of individuals to print their own business cards? No, no, absolutely not. This is blowing my mind. Let me tell you whose job it was at my old job. Okay, tell Mine. me. Yeah, <laughs> so you did. I, it was every yeah, time you picked up on the subtlety about the way that I said something, even though you, in fact, are the person who had to print them. Anyway. I didn't have to print them. I was just the one who had to like order them. So anytime someone ran out, I would have to put the order in at the printer. Or anytime we hired a new person, or gosh, this was the absolute worst. Um, the building I used to work at was known as the Roanoke Civic Center, and then it got a, a the the naming sponsorship got bought out. Sure, and it became the Berglund Center. And then everybody needed new business cards. And then every single person on staff needed new business cards with the new logos and Oh my god, not only did I have to get like 30 rounds of cards printed, I also had to be the one to personally design the business cards. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. Enormous was. responsibility. It kind of is. Okay, so let me ask you this then. How important does a person have to be to the organization before they qualify for business cards? They are, Basically, if you're a full-time employee. If you're a full-time employee, yeah. that is the qualifier to have a business card. Yes, that is the qualifier. Like if you have a, a phone at your desk. Is that a legal requirement? Like it's like I'm a full-time employee therefore you must provide me with business cards no it's just a good business practice for management to give their employees so that they're more effective work people interesting interesting it's so like it's interesting that you're learning so much about business cards because they're just such a regular thing but, i know but, but like, you've never really been in a position to like need to use them not really like i've gone to conferences so like my original my first business i ever owned uh was an aquarium company where i like i called it design install maintain um where you would do those three things associated with the the creation of aquatic exhibits <laughs> oh how fancy i'm trying to make it sound cool this is a thing that people do when they start businesses would you like me to set up an aquatic landscape in your home sir we can do it yeah. because i am otherwise going to be at home watching the prices right on tv because i don't have enough to do <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think that's ever been you a day in your life as someone who just sat at home and watched the prices right. No, yeah, that's not a thing. No. That's not a thing. Uh, but where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, business so... Cards. Business cards. So I do remember uh, printing them. And one of the things that I will say about myself is that because I've always been printing my own and because I always wanted to come across as, like, more uh, together than I ever actually was, was I had, like, the Ultra Lux 3, like, tiered yeah. business cards that like you could like see like the squashed in between blue card of two white cards it's like right like you hand it to people and I'm like wow this is nice this is hefty and it's like that's how good i am that's right that that uh that uh i have the same business cards as you because we have the same company and 
Uh, I also have those, and I felt like that was more appropriate for us because they're way more expensive. But you only and you get less, so true. <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, it's like you buy like fifty at yeah. three bucks a you piece. You buy fifty, but then you give them out so rarely. Like the the people you give give them to, they always it always felt like man, without doubt, people would comment on it. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. all the time. Um, and th that is as far as I've ever really gotten with business cards. Was like it was it was intended to be an over the top thing that was supposed to demonstrate the type of person that I was. Mm -hmm. But like I've gone so far as to look into having like stainless steel business cards made wow. where it's like a metal card that's been CNC like computer cut mm -hmm. to have like all of your information inside of it and then that way like when you give one to somebody it's like it's not even the type of thing somebody would throw away right because they quite literally would you know cost five dollars a piece or something like that they're like it's it was such a stupidly expensive thing but it comes back to the idea that I only give out such a small number right that like if you give somebody your stainless steel business card then it's like okay okay but like so you, we are like, <laughs> I can't wait, first of all, for the first round of popcorn culture business cards to come out that are on stainless steel. Oh, now, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming you're already Googling it. Uh, yeah, right now. Right now as we yeah, speak. Absolutely. Can't wait for those. Um, that feels like a perk we should give out at some level. You can you can get a, a personalized stainless steel business card from Jay and Ben here at Popcorn Culture. It's so amazing. That sounds great. I love this idea. It's a, it's a We're hyper... I'm gonna write it down. We're, someone will write it down. Someone, surely, surely. Yeah, that's that's gonna happen. Um, but I think it's interesting because if you have like the super ultra ones, you would have to reserve those. You're at a level where you're specifically reserving those for like really intentional people. Yes. Or because you would, you almost need different tiers of business cards. Because like we go to conferences sometimes, and whilst we rarely gives out give out business cards, uh, if you're at VidCon or something, you're at a place where suddenly you might easily give out. A hundred. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. sure. And then you don't want to be passing out your nice ones. Or maybe maybe you have the nice ones for like, man, that guy was the CEO of some big company. Or that was like, I really respect that guy's content. But like a lot of the people you're going to meet, they're just going to get like, it's just like, oh, quick, what's your contact? How can I find you again? What's your channel? It, it's a bit of a formality thing. And and yeah. that's, that's part of the problem is that like you're doing it almost in the same way that it's like a handshake. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, you're doing it as this like exchange of mutual respect. Like we were both strangers that started this conversation. Mm -hmm. We have found enough common ground for us to agree to change pieces of paper uh, in a very, like, you know, like, uh, semi-formal business sense of the word. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good way, because no one's carrying around, like, pen and paper or something, so it's a good way. I always come home from those conferences with, like, a whole, like, wad of cards for people I need to go follow up with their email or check out their channel or something like that. Sure. But um, we will typically have, like, more regular, traditional, flimsy paper business cards. And I feel like as we say this, now if we ever meet people who listen to the, listen to the pop and we give them a non-fancy business card, they're going to be like, wow. <laughs> Wow. Like, how how insulting could this get? I know we're like we're like revealing our hand here. <laughs> I know, no I know. Good. We're like we're like letting people know. The other thing I can tell you, wow, Jay's chair just like dropped unexpectedly. The other thing I can tell you is that a daydream I used to have that that pertained to business cards was before I was the age of twenty one, and I always imagined myself uh, going to like a bar. To meet someone mm -hmm. in my mind one of the primary uses of a business card especially an impressive business card was the way that you would give your number to somebody was a very like like balls in your court like <laughs> it, like it, like you don't ask people for their number that's inappropriate but if you give them your number then that's pushy isn't it no. is it pushy i don't, I don't know, know if it's pushy i feel like if anything it, it just says that like like i will allow you to make the decision as to whether or not further contact happens i feel like at this point you don't want to like overdo your business card now because then it's like you're trying too hard no no, like no if no, you I... hand some if you hand some girl like a, a stainless steel business card that's a little like okay <laughs> For sure, Maybe. It's, it's it is the business card equivalent of driving a really big lifted truck. Now, would you pass out your business business card, or would you have like a separate? I wish you didn't ask this. Question. Would you have a separate stash of like this is this is Ben's number when he's out at the bar business card? That was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> oh Truly God. and honestly, you... <laughs> like like it would be a it would be like a the Ben Carlin brand business card. Like this. <laughs> 
I wish you didn't ask because I didn't want to reveal that. Okay. Yeah, no, in my mind, I truly saw myself. I, I assumed people all made their own business cards anyway, as we asserted earlier. Uh, but no, I was going to make the the special business cards that, that you would carry for more personal reasons. This, this is not a, this is a, yeah, like a, I'm a human business card. Yes. So it's not, a, it's not a business card. It's just a person card. It's just a person card. Right. That, that's a good way to put it. Dude, yeah. people should have person cards, like trading cards. Yes. For people. This is my person card. Oh. Honestly, I think this is kind of a great idea. Like this is, a, this is better than like the, like, hey, let me grab your number or like whatever. And you would like punch your number into mm-hmm. their phone and then use their phone to call you or whatever. So you could like exchange numbers easily yeah no no no. i like this better i like the idea that you carry like a person card with you yeah and then if it's like you know you meet like a new friend out or whatever it's like hey here's my person card here's my person card yeah. you can contact me <laughs> authorization <laughs> authorization to contact Ooh, that is a fun one uh, yeah I, I like the idea i almost like the idea of them being like standardized in some way like everyone has sort of the same person card oh or, interesting like or at least everyone uses like the same template so that they like look the same you know what so, i mean so you're not allowing your person card to be an extension of your personality no, no, no. you could customize it a lot but like you know how like like if you were to compare it to like pokemon cards or something like the back always has the same pokemon logo sure you know so this is like this is like your collection of person cards okay okay okay, yeah. okay. You know. so you've like literally turned the populace of the planet into your trading card game well it doesn't have to be a game it's more like just a trading card thing gotta catch them all they're Pokemon. just <laughs> gotta <get> people <laughs> yeah gotta catch them all people <laughs> nope that doesn't sound good no it really doesn't no nope. yeah no it's just no yeah. it sounds like we're like bounty hunters right this is what would happen is you would have like the really obvious like uh business card company or a person card company that like mm, 80% of people use like that was like legos and then you'd always have like that one guy who was like mega blocks is better and you're like god yours doesn't fit the same way with the rest of my person cards. My, right, right, right. Like, I, like, oh, I bought, I bought off of Etsy a, a wood-bound collector kit for my person cards. Yeah. And now you have the one that has the dimensions that is too big and it doesn't fit in there. Right. And now I have to, like, tape you to the wall of the, the wood yeah. panel covering. Do you find it difficult to throw okay. out other people's business cards? Um, I think for a long time I did. And I, tr- like, I had in my backpack, which used to be the case whenever I would go to, like, conferences with the aquarium company, I would always carry the same backpack. And, like, for years, I was collecting, like, hundreds of business cards. Wow. So, like, if you were to open, like, the top zipper fold, you would just find this, like, fat stack of business cards that I had collected over the years that never did anything other than live in this one pouch in my backpack. Oh, man. And so, for the longest time, I was like, well, what if, like, what if I need... that? That's the problem. Right. Yeah, this is, if- like, deleting a contact in your phone. Yes. You're just, like... Well, it's not really hurting. Well, it's just filling my pouch a little bit more. Exactly. Right, and I don't have my collector's album yet. These aren't person cards anyway. These aren't aren't business cards. I I know that, yeah, when I I left my old job, I had to stack, I mean, probably three inches thick of just business cards. See, so you also didn't get rid of them, but you didn't keep them in a pouch. Well, so, like, when I worked there, they were, you know, I would use them. Okay. Like, every now and then I need to look up who's this person's number, or, like, I remember meeting this person or whatever. But, like, I remember coming back to that stack in my drawer, like, two years later like should i get rid of these like i haven't even looked at one in two years but yes maybe i'll need them no i threw them all out okay yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I, I was gonna say at that point in time that has basically become my 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 home cleaning tactic is like if i haven't touched this in three years then i don't need it that's that's so true and it's it's so difficult sometimes to wrap your head around that uh okay i will say this though there are two business cards I've gotten in my life where I've been like, these kind of are collectible. Really? Almost. Yes. So one time, I think you probably have the same two. Okay. Somewhere. Lay it on me. One time, we got invited up to New York City to um, do something with Google where they wanted us to talk to um, McDonald's. Yes. About like the possibility of like at, like working with creators and like sort of tell them our story and stuff. And we sit down in this room and actually, we... We forgot to bring our own nice business cards. We did. And we arrived in New York and had like three hours and spent that time doing no tourist activity except going to a... Staples. A, a Staples and having them rush print business cards for us so that we could hand them out to the McDonald's people. Right, Because <laughs> right. we were like, this is going to be so embarrassing. And uh, it wasn't. But I will say, we got their business cards. And this is like, I don't... Um, 
like this this was like the vice president uh, the vice president of like was, McDonald's marketing international or yes. something right so no it, I think I think it was the yeah it was the VP of marketing uh yeah you're exactly right VP of marketing for international yeah so like like not just American McDonald's all the McDonald's right and I don't recall being in a room full of sharper people. Like, her whole team was there, and it was like, you guys are smart. So um, did you think that their cards were pretty legit? Their card, if I recall, and I, I kept it because it was, like, so cool, but if I recall, I mean, it was a pretty standard business card, except that they have the McDonald's golden arches, and the arches were, like, actual gold leaf. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, they were. And I was they like, were. whoa, this is cool. It's like, that's a, that's, a, that's a legit one. I can't believe they gave them to us. Yeah. Like, we could call you now. That's insane. And then the other one I've gotten that I was like, well, this is really cool was we were at a meetup and someone handed us their business card and they worked at the White House. Yes. And I was like, and I mean, it was legit. It was like a really cool one. I was like, oh, this is pretty neat. This is like, this is like I, you get the feeling that anyone on White House staff must have the same business card. Right. But that's still <laughs> a rather exclusive club. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I was like, well, okay. I, I like know this. That was that was super neat. That was super neat. That you're you're absolutely right. It's like it's like we've gotten business cards from like really uh, select boxes where you feel like like oh man, I bet you know like yeah, this, like, is, this is oh man, right? <laughs> the right. White House. <laughs> <laughs> we can just call it now. I know. Like where where do you think would be like one of the cooler places to just get a business card from? The one of the cooler places. Okay, so you would need a place that is so like specific that maybe they wouldn't even need to give out business cards that often. Like mm. anyone who's in sales, for for example, it's like you're immediately eliminated from this list because you live and breathe by the the handing of the business card. Right. Like that's the type of person where it's like you give out as many as possible and you hope that like 0.5% of them ever yield yeah. any type of actual return on anything. Yeah. You're just throwing lines in the water in the middle of the ocean at that point. In time. Right. Like maybe there's a fish, maybe there isn't. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So where is where would be an instance? I'm trying to think of like major corporations. I know. Okay. Let me throw one at you. And okay. Let me know. Okay. How does NASA hit you? Ooh, NASA's is a pretty, pretty good, good one. NASA's. Do you pretty think that? I wonder what their business cards are like. I bet they say NASA in the corner. Would it be? There's potential. So like astronaut business. Do you think astronauts have business cards? Oh my gosh. Like. What if their business card had been in space? How cool would that be? That would be That'd be pretty cool. good. It's like this business card has literally been to space. You'd be like, oh, it's mm. like a space rock. <laughs> exactly. I want a space rock. This has been in space. Okay. That's okay. If anyone out there works at NASA and wants to send us your business card, I mean, you know. Thanks. Thanks. In advance. <laughs> the other thing that I think, uh, and this is, this is a slight tangent, but do you remember once upon a time we had found this artist who was doing um, like styrofoam cup artwork? They're still doing them. They're still doing it. So it's, it's yeah. like a Sharpie on styrofoam cup. I might be thinking of a different person. Um, I think there are, uh, uh, there's someone on Twitter who is doing. We are thinking of a different people. Okay. Who is doing every single Harry Potter character on the side of a cup. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I've seen those people. That is very cool. That's a really cool one. This, this guy, I think he was in a commercial for Sharpie once oh, upon a time. Wow. But like he was, he was doing this artwork where he would take a, like a white styrofoam cup and he would just do these like super elaborate, almost like graffiti like designs on the cup. But then one of them that he had, he did a design of this like underwater like seascape of like all these like cool octopus and squid and stuff sure. like that. And then he had this opportunity to take the cup. He actually, he printed two of them that were like as identical as he could do, mm -hmm. you know, by hand on the two individual cups. Sure. And then one of the cups was literally taken to the ocean and like dropped into what is like, the super deep trench? Like the Marianas Trench? Yes. Yeah. And the amount of water pressure around it like crushed the cup until it became like a much, much, much smaller cup that was like almost hard plastic. Right. And you could buy the two as a kit. Because you could buy like the one that shows like what the design is, and then you could buy the other one that's this like styrofoam cup that's been like so compressed that it's like really itty bitty all of a sudden. Yeah. Could you still see the design on it? You could. Oh. Absolutely. Man. And it was it was really, really cool. And that was one of those things where I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to own a thing that's been to the to the bottom of that trench. Oh man, that because, would like, be cool. That's such a that's such a neat way for for something to like it's a neat place that something has traveled. It is a very unique place that something would have traveled. Um 
maybe we should try and look up and see if there's like a good image we can put in the show notes mm. so people can look and see what you're talking about. Absolutely. That Absolutely. would be good. I'll see. I'll see if I can't track it down. Yeah, yeah. It may, I think it sold. Like even at the time, I'm pretty sure he sold it for like two hundred dollars for the kit, and it came in these like glass boxes. Yeah. And at the time, I think it was right when we started Super Carlin Brothers, and it was like, man, I would so love to just have two hundred dollars to drop on these styrofoam cups right now. Right? Who wouldn't? Yeah, the best. That would be crazy. So Ben, your bachelor party was this past weekend. It was indeed. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm actually, I think I'm like less than three weeks away from getting married as of recording this video. Yes, you are. So it's 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 getting real close. This pop, by the this, way. This, this pop, yeah. yes, this pop. Um, yeah, so bachelor party was this past weekend. It was a great time. It you put it together, time. you did great. Everybody give Jay a big round Thank of you. applause. I can't take 100% credit. Our uh, younger brother, Tyler, also helped a lot. Okay, good, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. What, um, have you been to a lot of bachelor parties? So I have not, I've not been to many. I've put together yours and Tyler's, um, of course, because the, the three of us are brothers and we were all each other's mm -hmm. best men's. Um, and beyond that, I think I've only ever been to maybe just one other one, maybe two. One of them doesn't really count because it was like two nights before the wedding. And it was like, we all just went and got in a limo and drove around and like went to an arcade. Um, so it was a bachelor party, but like both sides of the party were there and we kind of just went and hung out as right. a group. Yes. Um, so otherwise maybe just one other. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of like the whole, the whole ritual of the bachelor party? Well, okay. So there are obviously like the stereotypes, like the the things that people like expect you to do, the the, right. the go to activities uh, of which we did none. <laughs> um, well, other than uh, the consumption of beverages, <laughs> the yeah, consumption of beverages and and steak. Um, we did steak. Yes, one of our childhood best friends is a fantastic cook and uh, brought these like unbelievable steaks and then grilled them over like charcoal and they were it's like it was such a good steak. Yeah. So we did do that. We did do that. But we went uh, for my bachelor party. You guys booked us this like cabin out in the like remote wilderness of yes, West we Virginia, did. Uh, with with the intention of being able to go to um, Snowshoe, which is our our go to ski resort that's somewhat close to us. Um, and this place was, I mean, it was fascinating because for one, we had absolutely no cell service or internet connection or anything like that. But like, once you got into the cabin, it was like simultaneously kind of like roughing it while also like really nice. Yeah. Um, so like, for example, the thing that I feel like I would have to go to immediately is like the toilet was compostable. Oh, that was weird. We had a compost toilet. Yeah. yeah. So it, it wasn't like plumbing. And it wasn't like the place didn't have plumbing. Like, it had running water. They could have opted for regular toilet. Yes, they could have. But instead, it was literally just basically like a hole in the ground. It's It wasn't what I thought, because I saw that we found this place on Airbnb. And to me, it sounded like essentially there would be a box where you used the bathroom that was full of sawdust is how they described it. But it was really more like the foundation of the house or something, which was then covered in sawdust. So it wasn't like, like it, it worked really well. It did, it did. It was, it, it was not a problem at all. Yeah. It definitely was not and the type was, of thing. Like, I know. think you could even be squeamish and it wouldn't have really bothered you. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. But it was, it was interesting that you used the phrase roughing it because I feel like the modern day version of roughing it is way different from when we were kids. Yes. Like, to us, roughing it largely means, I think, like, if you don't have cell service, you're kind of roughing it. Yes, you know? yes, Whereas, yeah, Whereas, like, if you were a kid, like, when we were kids, there was, like, no one even had cell phones. Right. Dad know? had a car phone. Dad had a car phone, which was pretty fancy and largely didn't work anyway. Right. If I recall. <laughs> True. But, yeah, like, I don't know, I think roughing it as kids meant that you didn't have a bed and you were in a tent and all the food was cooked by fire. Whereas, I don't know, maybe this would be more like glamping. I, I think glamping is, is a perfectly fair way to put it. And, and really what I mean is that like the home itself was was way up. It was like a mile up on the side of a mountain. There was nothing else around it in any direction. And it wasn't like a super modern house by the way it was constructed. Constructed Like it had like a barn wood exterior to it. Right. Like the, the wood itself was almost like curved a little bit at the bottom from where it is warped. Right. Um, 
But otherwise, like inside the house, there was like a cool wooden spiral staircase and we had like, you know, couches and beds and a wood stove. Oh yeah, the wood stove. The wood stove was great. It was. Those things, they it's always a slow a slow burn, yeah. literally, <laughs> with the wood stove, where I feel like for a long time you feel like you're just putting wood in there and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's way too hot. It's way way too hot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, is that the, the finesse on building a good wood stove fire is knowing that like it will catch up. Right. But like everybody, I think the night we went to bed, I was sleeping up in a loft and heat rises. And I, I think the first night we were there, it was like 87 degrees in my bedroom because it was so warm. Oh my gosh. All well, the heat. Yeah. I was just, I was just sweating. Sorry about that. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, you were asking about, you were asking about bachelor parties in general. Did you have a direction that you were hoping to go with this particular? I was just curious if you, I don't know. I feel like like, is is the idea of it, like, I don't know, outdated in any way? Or, because, like, like you said, one bachelor party you went to was basically just both sides, the bride and the groom hanging out together with their friends, like, one day before the wedding. Right, right, right. Well, and, and like, even, even yours. Yeah, even like, when mine. I, when I planned your, your bachelor party, it was sort of like, <sighs> as I was looking, because I, I found this really cool house that we could stay in, that it was like, it, it was interesting because it had, like, water in three ways. Right. Like, it was this, like, huge mansion, and then it... Well, not a mansion, but it was a big house. Um, and it had like a pool in the backyard and a hot tub. And then beyond that, it had a lake. But then one block down the road was the ocean. Lots of water. And so it was like, yeah, you can you, you could do water any way you wanted. Right. Um, but like, as I was looking at it, I was like, man, it'd be so much more fun if just everyone was there. And so what we ended up doing was just bringing like all of the guys that were part of your bachelor party and their significant others. Right. And so then we just had like this great big, great big party. Um, and I felt like that was just as much fun as anything we would have done where it was just the boys. Yeah. You know, like that. Not, I, I don't think that that's necessarily um, an essential part of the, uh, an essential part of the process necessarily. In, yeah, sure, sure. That's a good way to put it, I suppose. I feel like what this past weekend was sort of made me feel like was that it was like, it's a, it, it might be better to not wait for the excuse of a bachelor party. Yes. Like, it's it's probably I found it like a really like good sh just stress relieving thing like we weren't doing anything crazy no but it was just like a good like I feel like it's good to have like a like just a weekend with your friends that is just like different from your regular life right okay and so that that I think is like when it boils down mm. to it that was exactly the the reaction that I got when I got home it was like man like we just need to like do those you know, like two to three times a year. Mm -hmm. Like go and have like a weekend that is like on purpose having <clears throat> fun. Right. Which for me is something that I feel like I have almost like lost sight of the older I get and the more responsible we have to be mm. and the busier we get with work. Yeah. Is like the decision to like, not even the decision, the prioritization of going to do something simply because it is going to be fun. I think maybe you have hit the the nail on the head with, with what I was feeling of just that like, you're right, that is the difference. It is the, the, the prioritization of fun. Yes. Right. And I think we typically have such like a, a pretty fun job anyway. Sure. And like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not like unhappy really with many parts of my life, but like there is certainly a part of me and I don't know if you ever suffer with this, that like feels guilty for having fun. Oh, absolutely. Because yep. like if ever I'm like, oh, I, I, if I'm enjoying myself too much, I probably should be doing something else. It means you're skirting some responsibility right, in yeah. some way, shape or form. Like, like surely there's something you could be doing that you wouldn't be enjoying. And chances are the reason you wouldn't be enjoying it is because it is not fun. And it's like, right. By design. Yeah. Like a, like a task that needs to be completed. Popcorn culture is supported by arena club. Okay. So you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting, you know? To me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. 
Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. So mm. let me let me ask you this then though, because this like adage that somebody said to me once upon a time was like, you're not doing your hobby right unless you're making money doing it. Mm. And it was the thought, like for me, basically my whole professional career, like I graduated from college and was already running this like aquarium company. And that was like what my childhood hobby was. Like that's literally what I would do. Right. Like if I was gonna put an away message up on AOL Instant Messenger, mm. I remember one of my go-to ones was cleaning the tank. Right. You know, and, it, and I had two aquarium in my bedroom and it's like what I did and then I turned it into a job and then you know like took that about as far as I feel like you can right um, without really going you know off the deep end with it 
Um, but then I also found that I was slowly not enjoying the hobby anymore. The hobby anymore. Like right. I, I, I didn't want to go out and spend my entire day like working on aquariums and talking about aquariums and then go home and like work on my own. And that became like a problem. Um, but then like with what we do, it's the same thing. It's like we have this this childhood passion where we were like really into like all things Disney and especially Star Wars. And, you know, we loved the Pixar movies and we never missed a, you know, like a release or anything. Um, but then you get to the point where it's like, that is what we do for work. So are you capable of still doing it for fun? Or does it just like, does your mind categorize the activity in such a way mm -hmm. that like, because we have to do it for work, do you now have this issue where like, maybe it's harder to have fun doing it or do you still have like just as much fun? That is a good question. I mean, I feel like since Disney Plus has come out, I will often open that app in particular and just sort of scroll around and figure out like, to try and find things I haven't watched. Uh, and I, <clears throat> like last night I was watching the like Forky asks a question things. Sure. And with like, they're so short and so obviously, I think almost intentionally aimed at like an even younger audience than regular Toy Story movies are. But I still, I, I found them pretty enjoyable, but it, I wasn't watching them like, we could do videos about these or something. Sure. And I was like, I found myself like laughing out loud at them. So yeah, I think you can still just have fun with it. Like, uh, I think it's especially good, like, I've been watching like some of the Pixar shorts and stuff, the new Spark shorts. Yes. And those are great things that are still like completely original, completely new, but we're probably not gonna make videos about. Sure. So they're like an easy way to like enjoy it without it being like the big thing. And like, uh, as we're recording this, we still have not seen Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. It comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. So but close. I am, I am looking forward to it solely as a fan of Star Wars. Yes. And I'm not like, Oh my god, I cannot this is this is gonna be such a such a business thing. Yay. Right, right, right. <clears throat> well, and I, I think that that's where I think at times that is where I have like these mixed feelings where part of like people ask us all the time, they're like, How do you keep coming up with ideas? Like, you know, we've made, you know, nine hundred videos um over the years about all these different fandoms that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes from like the reconsumption and reconsumption. It's like we're always listening to the Harry Potter books, like all this stuff that we talk about all the time. Um um, a lot of times I find that if I watch through an entire movie that we cover and I haven't had an original thought about it, then like I do get this like pang of guilt where I'm like, man, I didn't pick up anything new that time. Oh no. And I don't know if it bothers me more like where I question my own ability or if I'm like, oh no, is the well going dry? Like, <laughs> right. like have we covered this so thoroughly that there's nothing else we can like gleam from it? Like, mm -hmm. I know what you mean. And yet, interestingly, We've had, like, um, over the, the past, since we've really started talking about fandoms and stuff, we, Disney has released a bunch of live action things. Yes. And so, you know, as creators, we like to try and talk about the, like, maybe the older version of the movie before the new version comes out. Right. Yes, absolutely. And it is alarming to me how often, like, oh, oh, is there a new uh, Beauty and the Beast movie coming out? Is there anything we can talk about in the old Beauty and the Beast? And it'll be like, well, we've made a few videos about it already, and, like, I don't know what else we could possibly talk about, but sure enough, I feel like there's always one more thing. And, like, it always surprises me, like, um, like with Aladdin. It's like, we've made Aladdin videos before, just out of the blue, not anticipating the live-action one. Sure. So when the new one was coming out, it was like, oh, man, maybe we've used up all of, like, the, the fun Aladdin videos, but we still made a few. Yeah, you, you can still find them. You can still find them. Yeah. Um, and, and I think so much of that is is our ever developing uh, sort of like what is, what is the term for knowledge that you can have on on ready supply? General knowledge? No. G general knowledge? No. no. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. What the, I know there's a term for it. It's probably going to strike me like 20 minutes from now, and I'm going to be so frustrated. With apparently, this piece of knowledge is not in that I genre know, of knowledge. I know it's not in there. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, Random access knowledge, maybe? Is that's, that a, is that a term? I've heard that term before. I don't know if that's what it describes, but... Mm, okay, okay. So I think what it would be for me would almost be like, um, like my my sort of fascination with cars, like the, the actual vehicles, not the movie. Okay. Um, but then as the movie is coming out, my working knowledge of um, the way that cars are going to electric versus the best, you know, gasoline counterparts mm -hmm. was a huge part of like our Cars 3 theories 
movies going into it. Right. Like, you see this new generation of cars coming in, and, like, I thought for sure that the explanation was going to be that these were these electric cars right. that were, like, more powerful and more capable than the, the gasoline counterparts, and Cars 2 had the whole thing about the gasoline shortage. Right. So it was like, I see what's <clears throat> happening. Like, all the cars are going extinct because they're running out of gasoline. Right. Um, and so I think that the, the more that we reconsume content, the more that we re- um, we continue to make the content that we make makes it so that you have a fresh perspective all the time and that that keeps everything going yeah yeah yeah, i would agree with that okay so we mentioned that we have not seen the star wars yet yes and we've talked a little bit about how it might be considered roughing it in the woods so i want to talk to you about spoilers okay because we are in a very weird bubble at the moment where navigating the waters is tricky because as of tomorrow night we will have seen the rise of Skywalker. Correct. But right now, some people who are more privileged than everyone else have seen it. Right. And so there is available information to spoil the movie with. Even though we are seeing it as early as possible in our city. Like, first time slot at the earliest showing at whatever theater is offering it. We are there. It could still get spoiled for us. It could still get spoiled. Yes. Yes. And it's weird because, one, we, by like... But if, if it were really up to me, I think I would love to go in completely cold. Like, I would know the name of the movie. That's it. Okay. You know, that would be You gotta great. buy your movie ticket somehow. You gotta buy your movie ticket. I would know that it was coming. I would love to just go to, like, a brand new Star Wars movie having seen no trailers. Sure. We are, we, given what we do, not really an option. It's... I've seen all the trailers, and... We, it's like, we're like, we have like a responsibility almost to do that as part of like our job. Yes. So I, I've given that up, but like there is, there is still, just because you've seen all the trailers, maybe when you're watching the movie, you'll be expecting certain things to like happen that haven't happened yet. Yes. Because you've seen it, but they're never going to put the big plot twist in the trailer. And so I don't know. (laughs) I feel like spoiler culture is like a real... Well, I mean, what do you think about spoiler culture? Well, okay, so I, I think it's interesting because it, it is something where, and you're absolutely right, it's like a part of what we do for a living is is attempting to guess what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the very nature of that means basically leaving no rock unturned. Like, right. there, there's not a huge hint that was delivered to us about what was going to happen that we didn't turn over. Right. Um, and that that is what we do. But then the closer you get to the movie's release, the issue you run into is that if you keep deep diving for information, there are people out that, that exist out in the world and it becomes easier and easier and easier to find actual spoilers. Right. So it's like once you're within like three weeks of the movie's actual release, right. it's like you stop searching for it. It's such a weird problem. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Because it's like for some, like the way that we have to approach it is that like it's okay to play the game and try and guess based on what the production studio has allowed into the public space. Right. That's fair game, but if it's a genuine spoiler, then some then it's not. Like So what what you're talking about there is like our best speculation while sometimes accurate is not the same thing as a spoiler. That's that's enjoying the buildup. That's enjoying the trailers. Right. But that is so very different from having the information confirmed to you. Oh, yes. That it is, in fact, one way or another. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if it's confirmed to you ahead of time or something. Like, if, for example, a month ago... this is, We ran into this problem with The Crimes of Grindelwald, almost, where, like, two weeks before the movie was released to the public, we got to see an early screening of it. Yes. And we were stuck in this problem of, like, can we still make videos about it? Because, like, now we know all the predictions. It was a weird thing. And I, I think, if I remember correctly, we saw it in Washington, D.C., and I'm pretty sure what me and you did was on our drive out there, we wrote down all of our final predictions yeah. for the movie. And that was the rule. So right. like we had this list and it was like, if if it's confirmed that we were correct and it was like, this is one of our predictions and we were right, we can still put it in there because before we saw it, we wrote it down. Right. And then it was sort of like, so some of them we knew, like I predict this will happen. And it's like, we were saying that because we had predicted it before it, we were in fact correct. And right. we were basically just going back to the ignorance that was right. You couldn't us. You couldn't learn new information and then also still talk about it. But you also couldn't remove your 
accurate predictions from our prediction video just because it did in fact turn out to be true even though we predicted it before we saw the movie. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I followed that. Okay, good, good, good. I yes. know what you mean. Um, yeah, no, so it's, it's a super complicated thing, but then it's so weird the way that people handle it because sometimes people are out there to cause mayhem. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like especially if you're like Twitch streaming or something like that, you have to be very careful to like remove any word that oh. is related to Star Wars. Because people are going to try and spoil it for you live. Yes. And right. then what they want to do is get that reaction where, you know, they say, you know, Luke Skywalker is a Death Eater. And they right. want you to read that and be like, oh, what? No. Yeah. What? No. Right. And like to them, that's winning. And of course, to you, the creator, the best thing in the world to do is to, to is to not react at all. Do not give them the satisfaction and immediately block that person. Yeah. Um. But it's weird that, that that is somewhat the case. Like, there are people who out there that, like, want to take away the fun from others. But then simultaneously, like, I feel like after Infinity War, there was, like, a phenomenon yeah. that happened where it seemed like everyone was in, like, unanimous agreement that you don't talk about what happened. Right. And, like, I, I think that the world as a whole, like, this is going to sound so cheesy, but, like, weirdly came together over this idea. It's no, like, I agree. Do not take it from someone because it's such a special experience to get to... to to, to do it. To feel it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that not everybody agrees, you know. I, I still think Infinity War is better than Endgame, personally. Um, and I would say, I would argue that with Endgame, people were more likely to, like, put spoilers out into the world. I agree. They were, at least in terms of, like, how the movie ended. Sure. Because, like, I think it was predictable the good guys would win. Sure. And maybe, like, the way they did it. But I feel like, in particular, the spoiler people were really um, sensitive about with Endgame was Cap and the Hammer. Yes. Like, to experience that live was such a, like, ah! It was, like, really cool. That was and cool. I feel like that was the thing in particular that people were really sensitive about uh, for that. Also, so, okay, so, new question then. Okay, okay, lay it on me. Like, what are the, what are the, what is, like, the statute of limitations on when you are allowed to break spoiling? Okay, and this is complicated mm -hmm. because again this is where we like we live in the world of you know we we live and breathe on how clickable our video is mm -hmm. and so let's go back to the crimes of grindelwald for example it's like the number one video you want to make following that movie is aurelius dumbledore explained right but then it's like if you make that the Tuesday following, that's when 98% of people are still walking out of the theater and being like, oh my gosh, what is Aurelius Dumbledore? Right. So on the one hand, it's like, if you're in our position, you want that video to be available so that people can get the answer and they can get the answer from you. Yeah. Uh, but at the same rate, I would say that a smaller percentage of people have then seen the movie. So if you put Aurelius Dumbledore out there, people may not immediately know who that is or what that means. Right. In this case, it, of course, means Credence's true identity, at least according to Grindelwald, is Dumbledore's sibling, Aurelius Dumbledore. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, Albus Dumbledore's sibling. Um, and I don't know. Like, I think we ultimately ended up coming up with a clever alternate title that I think was... I think <clears throat> we had a very good explanation in our interpretation of what it meant. Uh, but I do think we lost substantial viewership by not titling it that way. Right. Like, we called it Dumbledore's Dark Twin Theory. Right. And that doesn't mean anything. Like, right. Like, because you don't know what a Dark Twin could be. Yes. Yes. This was, this recently came into effect with Baby Yoda. Yes. With The Mandalorian, which, so I, th I believe Disney Plus came out on a Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds correct. And it came out with the first episode and then the second episode aired on that Friday. Right. So you only had like a three day wait. A three day wait. And we made a video about it on Thursday? Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. So that one was really tricky because on the one hand, it was like how like you want to put Baby Yoda in, in the, the thumbnail, thumbnail right? Yeah. Like you absolutely want that. And I think it was obvious to everyone who watched The Mandalorian on day one that like, like I was not surprised. I'm not surprised by the Baby Yoda memes at all. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, no. when I saw that, it was like, oh, the Internet is about to explode. It is Baby Yoda over this is guy. so, so far, I think we're six episodes in as of yeah. recording this, so perfectly executed. Yeah. Like, up to this point, I say it has a 100% success rate on Baby Yoda being as exactly as adorable as he has been the whole time. And, yeah. And you, you it's like, I, I, you're doing it so well. You haven't broken stride once yet. Baby Yoda is great. Everyone agrees. Yes. Everyone agrees. But the tricky part was... 
are we allowed to put Baby Yoda in a, in a thumbnail before the next episode? I would say once the second episode was out, spoilers from the first, because it, it was a spoiler because it's the reveal at the end of the episode. Sure. But as of the second episode, he's just a character on the show. Right. Right? Like, does he kill... Does But typically there's a full week cycle between episode one and episode two. This is only like a four-day cycle. So it's possible that... A lot of people got Disney Plus and hadn't even checked it out until, like, Saturday, like, till the weekend. Okay. So, like, when when did it expire? And I personally <laughs> thought we did a really good job with the way we handled it. Because we made a video about Yoda's species. Like, yes. what is the history of Yoda's species? Which is famously unknown. Which is, fam- which is famously unknown, which is what I think made the video interesting. And we put Baby Yoda in the thumbnail, but we didn't say Baby Yoda or anything. So, to me, if you had already seen the Mandalorian then you already knew exactly what you were looking at right but if you had not seen it you would probably just assume this was like an artist rendering of what a baby Yoda of Yoda as a baby exactly right and Yes, and, and no, to that end, I think that that's the expert, um, you know, use of that particular image. Yeah. Because because it's exactly that. Like, nobody, if you don't know what it is to begin with, then you don't know it's a spoiler. Like, you could, you could see a picture of Baby Yoda, think that it's the most adorable thing you've ever seen, start watching The Mandalorian, and have no idea that that's what's coming at the end. Right. So you're still just as shocked when you're like, oh, that's what that thing was that I saw. Like, you've seen it before, so it's not the very first time you'll have ever seen a Baby Yoda. Exactly. But you don't know that the target, the whole first episode, is in fact Baby Yoda. Right. And I would go back to, um, like, we made a video once upon a time called, like, Our Cars Alive. Yeah. And the thumbnail, we got we got the uh, permission from the artist to use the thumbnail that we used, but it's sort of this, like, cross-section of Lightning McQueen cut yeah. in half, and you can see, like, all these organs Organs inside. inside, yeah. And that would be the type of thing where it's, like, that is a really cool, compelling image that helps demonstrate the idea that we are trying to discuss. But it's not like that is in no way a spoiler. It's not like once you got into the movie, at some point in time, they slice the car in half. And, oh, like, yeah. and you're like, whoa, there's Gross. there's guts in there. Oh, man, I'm glad they don't do that. That would be that would be very be unexpected. disturbing. Yeah. But OK, so then what what is the passage? Uh, let's take let's take Infinity War as an example, which spoilers ends with Thanos snapping. Yes. <gasps> What, how long is too long? Like, what is the allotment of time you gave people to see Infinity War before you could speak it aloud? Before, like, you you were responsible in keeping the spoiler. How long is enough time where the person has been irresponsible by not seeing the movie? Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. That's what. That's when. That's the statute of limitations. I. I think it's three weeks. Yeah. I think. I think that's the period of time where if you haven't had an opportunity to see it within three weeks of release, and you are like a diehard diehard, then like then you're not a diehard. There if, you if go. Like if the and and I don't mean to be like uh, like a gatekeeper or elitist or anything in the way that you consume your fandom or that like to what extent, mm-hmm. um, you know something could be meaningful to to you or anything like that. Right. But I, I think that there's a, a two-edged sword to that where on, on the one hand, like if you didn't go see it immediately, you're also probably not in the parts of the internet that you're having advertised to you, the thumbnail that says, what does Thanos snap mean? Right. You know, or or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like there is like an exclusivity to what those two categories of buckets would be. And three weeks is a long time to where like, you know, if you're out of the country on vacation and you're not going to have an opportunity to do it or out of town on business, you're not mm-hmm. going to have like three weeks is a long time to have not had the opportunity at any point in time to go see it. Okay. Um, so, and, and I think that that's like at bare minimum, um, the circumstance for what our obligation as an online creator might be. Now, if you are a family member of like uh, a person who might be uh, on like an active duty or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, like abroad where they wouldn't actually be home for months yeah. to come, I would say it would be incredibly inappropriate to write a letter and be like, can you believe it? Yeah. You know, like that would be super unfair because yeah. there's the, the opportunity hasn't been granted to that person. Um, with TV, though, I think it's different. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think TV spoilers are basically allowed as of the next day. As of the next day? As of the next day. Because there is there is a difference between the activity and the um, the need. Like, the only way that you can consume Infinity War legally is by going to a place, purchasing a ticket, and going into the theater. Right. Um, but anybody... Like, you know, if you have, if you are interested in seeing Game of Thrones, then you have HBO. 
Right. You know, so like you should be able to watch it right away, hopefully. Oh, Game of Thrones. That's an interesting one because Game of Thrones, I would say pre-Baby Yoda was maybe the heaviest spoiler like, I feel like there was more spoiler culture around Game of Thrones than any other show. Okay, like, well, okay, so th this is where the question comes into effect, though, is realistically, like, you have the ability, like, when we walked into the office, if, like, one of us wasn't able to see Game of Thrones the night that it aired, it'd be like, oh my god, no spoilers, I haven't seen it yet. And then, everybody in the office knows, and they right. can, like, respect that. Sure. And that's, that's perfectly fine. I think what it comes down to is, what is your responsibility as someone who is attempting to not have something spoiled for you, like, where you know it's going to be a very popular thing to have talked about. Like, mm -hmm. if if you're a huge Star Wars fan and you can't see The Rise of Skywalker in the first weekend, it's probably in your best interest to stay off social media. Mm -hmm. um, and, and by going on to social media, I think you are assuming a certain amount of risk. Oh. I am off Twitter. I'm off everything except for the act of posting when we have to post to get videos and stuff live until yes. I've seen Star Wars. I'm like, I keep trying. Like, my head, like, muscle memory that tries to open, like, Twitter or Instagram on my phone. And I'm like, oh, no. Got to shut it down. Don't do it. I know, I know. Yeah, so that was the thing. Yeah, so we were actually this very podcast. I was doing so good all day about not opening up Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Look at me go!" <laughs> and uh, then we uploaded the pilot episode to YouTube, and I needed to share it so that people knew we had a YouTube channel. Which, by the way, we have a YouTube channel if you want to subscribe on there and listen through YouTube instead of through any other platform. Um, but then I wanted to tweet it out, and then that was the thing that broke me. I was like. Now, professionally, I have to get on Twitter. Now, oh, and you saw something. And, well, okay, I didn't see anything, but one person tweeted me, and they were like, I've seen the movie, and you're going to like it. And I was like... That's but a spoiler. But you've seen our theories, and I don't know if what you're saying is like, hey, based on those things that you said, you were totally right, and you're going to oh, be super I know. happy. Oh, my god. And gosh. it's like, it's like, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that I'm going to enjoy it. Like, even that is, is have, like, a spoiler. Have you ever come across the person who's like, this is not a spoiler, but... But yes. I'm like, I, like that person, let me tell you, if you're that person, if you're like, look, this isn't a spoiler for the movie, but stop right there. Right. That is a spoiler. Right. Yeah. It is a spoiler. You were about to say something about the movie and it's a spoiler. Yes. And so I think like even in this office, like I, I was exposed uh, unwillingly to the Rotten Tomatoes score, uh, but you and I and everybody here know that even that is a spoiler. Oh, yeah. N knowing whether or not critics liked it or didn't like it, because the last thing you want is to go in there and be like, oh yeah, critics told me this is good or critics told me this is bad. Right. Um, and I, I think that's like one of those things that it's like you're already letting an outside force shape your interpretation of the movie. Can't and, have it. And the thing I go back to all the time and anybody who's listening to this has probably heard me say this sentence a million times, but like my experience watching The Force Awakens is my best in theater experience yeah. for a movie ever. It was like, it, I think it was early enough on in our progression of like hyper analyzing things that mm -hmm. I was a pretty committed Star Wars fan, but not to the point where we had like frame by framed the trailers. Sure. In the same capacity that we do now. And um with that, it meant that I walked in there and it was just like I like my jaw was just like hanging open the whole time. I never once thought about having to go to the bathroom. I never thought about wanting food or a drink or anything. Like all I did was sit there and like let the movie happen to me. And it was like, this is great. Um, yes. And so for that reason, The Force Awakens has just like been instilled as this just I don't know. It, like I, it was such an experience for me. Like I can go back to that moment. It could be like it would be an overstatement to call it like a Patronus memory, but like you know, it's the type of thing where like I can go back to it and enjoy my memory of, of, watching, of it. watching it. I, I totally know what you mean. I'm going to go back. I feel like I disagree with you about TV spoilers being oh, okay. the next day. Okay, okay. How, how soon? I It's not the next day, but it's not that long after. Okay. But like, I can tell you, so a show we both watch is uh, The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yeah. Let me tell you who is the worst about spoilers for this. It is ABC, oh. the network who puts it on. Yes, they are. Oh my gosh. So if you... They fail in their thumbnails sometimes that is the what episode I'm gonna you're about, about to watch. Yeah. This is... Uh, there have been on multiple occasions where for whatever reason, Beth and I or whoever, um, like us as a group, couldn't all watch it together, watch the finale together. Right. We're just like, we'll just watch it tomorrow night. And whatever, I'll stay off Twitter, I'll do my part. But then you'll go into the app to select, you know, the final episode, <coughs> and it'll be the two people, like, kissing as the thumbnail, like, right. the winner. And you're like, 
No! Oh my gosh, how could you make this giant mistake? It's been one day! Right, like, right. No. Oh. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's like, people are gonna come back, you don't need to use... A, that's not even a clickbaity thumbnail, that is just a bad thumbnail. Right, because the only people who are going to seek out this episode to watch it are people who have not seen it. Right. Because... Otherwise, you just saw it last night when it aired. So it doesn't make it more clickable to see the two people kissing in, right. the, in the highly advertised final moment. Yeah, it yeah. does not. Yeah. Oh, it drives me insane. Right. I hate So especially if you're the creator, you need to not spoil it for your own audience. Right. Like, this is just such, such poor sportsmanship. Ugh. You ask me, sports, interestingly. I would say that there, there, there's no limit on when you can spoil the result of a sports game. Right. It, it's happening live. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, okay. It's okay. not like it's not like don't tell me the don't tell me who won the Red Sox game. I, you know, maybe you're DVRing it, but you need to be watching it later that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're you're at major major like, major risk. Like nobody is nobody is giving a spoiler if their team wins. They go on Twitter and they're like, oh my god, upset. You know, yeah, it's like like you're not allowed to be upset if you get spoiled the results of a sports game on right. Twitter. Like it's okay to tweet. It's okay to tweet about things live things as they're happening. There's, there's something so weird to me about sports in particular where I could never go back and watch a recorded game as as if it was my first experience, knowing that the information already exists in the world. And right. I, don't, I don't know why that's the case. Was like, because it's the exact same with The Bachelor. Like, those people have selected each other four months ago. Right. And you're like sitting there watching it unfold as if it's like happening right before your eyes, and it's not. Right. It's just the first time the world's learning about it. And, and maybe that's what it comes down to is like, you want to be there at the exact same moment that the rest of the world learned all the exact same information that you're learning. Yeah. And for sports, that's the only way I can take it. Like, I would never, if, if I had to miss watching a sports game, I would have to resign myself to the fact that I was just going to have to learn the score. Yeah, whenever you're I right. Because yeah. like the part of the fun is the knowing that no one knows how it's going to go. Right. But if you're just watching something and the information's available, then it's sort of like you're wasting time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's sort of it. Oh, man. Otherwise, I'd just watch the highlights. Oh, my gosh, guys. Well, now I am so curious to know what is your statute of limitations for spoilers as it pertains to I'm sure we're gonna have many, 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 many responses. Things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, be sure to uh, to tweet them at us or message them or do any of the things that you can do in order to contact us to let us know all of your thoughts so that we know what to, what to respond to as we start up episode probably four at this point in time because we're still going to record episode three before yeah. we have the feedback from episode two. So yeah. we're going to have a weird zigzag pattern for people coming in way in the future listening to everything from the start. Well, we had feedback for the last episode from the pilot episode. We did. And I guess we still have more feedback coming in, but we didn't talk about any of it today. So, well, that's okay. But then in episode four, we will have feedback from episodes one through three all at once. Yes. So we'll have lots. Yes. Also, what would your thoughts be on a stainless steel popcorn culture human card? Person card? Person card. Call? Person card. Yes. You know you guys want those person cards. The person cards. Yeah. Coming to uh, somewhere near you. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Popcorn Culture. We will see you guys next time. Pop, pop. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.